0: So welcome back to The Spiritual Quest. I am here once again with Raymond Miller. I'm John Weber, spiritual seekers in a world that appears to be chaos and craziness. We're going to continue our discussion where we left off last week regarding um, some of the spiritual effects internally that people suffer as a result of some of the chaotic episodes of politics in America. And we're not here to represent politics or represent either side. We're here to represent the position of spirituality and how we as individuals can manage our own internal sensations as we watch some of the craziness or if we're exposed to it through family and friends or neighbors. We may be encouraged or pressured to take sides. All these things um, create inner disturbances. And Ray, you talked quite a bit last time about fear And so maybe we can start there and then transition into, you know, how do we deal with this and what actual steps can we take as spiritual individuals to help kind of lead the way in this golden rule or, you know, to love thy neighbor as thyself or do unto others as they would have, they would do unto you. We can start there.
1: Sure. Uh, Towards the end of the last session, we talked about fear. We talked about how do we get out of there? And because we, divide ourselves into different camps in citadels of thought, and we see others as being different, we avoid them. And we never come to terms about who we are as a people. Uh, We only come to terms with the group that we belong to. And I mentioned we have to or we should start trying to see the commonalities you asked how do we get out of that and start looking at the commonalities between us not the differences and we can address the differences later as long as we have maturity and we have tolerance and an openness to discover what the differences are after we realize that we're not so different from each other after all and from there we should be able to build it's an opportunity It's an opportunity to build uh, a new paradigm in society, which is trying to be all one, trying to be together, trying to work together. Will we always have differences? Absolutely. We'll always have them. But the thing that will set us apart from today is that we will learn to work together to solve the differences.
0: So on this topic, in, in the spiritual community, we hear a lot about, you know, this new transition period we're in, the awakening, um, this integral connectivity, this, this love and um, social compacts to care for one another. And yet mankind has really been on this quest for self-governance, for community change, and you know, you talk about these different groups and subgroupings where we tend to um, line up with those who are like us, and we in fact are part of our own community. We, we're raised in a culture, we're raised with ideals, we're raised with religious beliefs or political beliefs. Um, and you know, we kind of learn from our environment and we tend to align with those who are like us. And when we find ourselves in, an, in a foreign environment, if you will, sometimes that's felt as uncomfortable. And I'm just curious if we need to be focusing more on the individual process or as a group. Is this something we need to work on individually in our own spiritual space? Or is this something that we should be trying to unite and connect together in groups to pursue?
1: Well, everything starts with the individual. And from there, you can expand it out into groups but keep in mind that as you expand out into groups you don't want to replicate the very thing that you're trying to get away from which is this separation as soon as you start separating into your own groups you're gonna find yourself in a circle which is having camps of division Uh, you want to avoid that because you'll once you do that You'll always do that, and you won't find your way out. The way out is to find that space inside, and when you find others to align with, and you find others that you don't align with, find the commonality between you. Don't go into camps. Don't go into your own little barricades. Otherwise, you'll always go into those barricades, and you'll keep repeating that ugly process. You need to change it. You need to change your mind. You need to change your approach to yourself and to each other.
0: On this idea of camps of division, I like that um, expression. You know, in the spiritual quest, we talk a lot about our DNA and the aspects of our biology. where are just like all life develops through, a, through connectivity. You know, um, there's vibrational frequencies that hold things together. We have the law of attraction that like attracts like. And that, in fact, within humanity, the success of humanity has been, in fact, talking about the golden rule was, you know, prehistoric times or, you know, when mankind first began to hunt, extend beyond being hunter-gatherers, and they started to recognize that if they worked together as packs or as communities, that they could attain more. And through that cooperation, they amassed massive success. And I think humanity as a whole has been successful all over the planet because individual groups and individual communities became strong and powerful. And through that process of development, one group would overpower another. And sometimes there was political disagreements and oftentimes it led to war or uh, dominance. Or it led to enlightenment through laws and and legal mechanisms to um, bring people together. And now it almost feels as if we're kind of reaching a point within humanity at the moment where the alignment with your own group or that camp of division is almost becoming exacerbated or magnified to such an extent that people will not accept the other They have a fundamental rejection to a political point of view that just doesn't wrap around their personal understanding or their personal takeaways of how life should be or how politics should be run or how government should be run or how business should be managed or people should be managed. And we see that all around. How do we as spiritual people find balance in that turmoil.
1: Well, you spoke about that vibration or that resonance that brings people together. There's also that dissonance that tears people apart, political divisions and ideologies. They are forms of encampment. They are forms of group isolation. If you want out, then you have to desire to be out of those thought prisons you know the the hardest prison to get out of is the ones that you create for yourself the golden rule it's to do unto others as you would have them do unto you and that isn't anything negative because you wouldn't want anybody to do bad things to you but it's to do no harm you want to make things better respect others be fair and what, are you, what is it really? The golden rule is boils down to be of service. When you think of yourself as not so much as an individual, but as an individual that belongs to a larger group or an organism, you become one of many, but you all are one. And so if you all are one and you're helping that other person, what you're really doing is helping yourself you see that you see yourself in another person and so you're doing service unto yourself and they do the same in turn they see themselves in you and when you start thinking about how i can better treat that other person and sometimes we see the things in others that we don't like in ourselves and that causes an internal problem those things you have to identify work through, exercise some forgiveness, some mercy, and be kind. I appreciate everything you're saying, and I think that
0: most of us clearly um, subscribe to that in the spiritual community. And I think one of the areas that seems complex is the idea that we, particularly as spiritual communities, There's tremendous unity, for instance, in our book we're writing about, you know, the organization of Jehovah's Witnesses where there's millions of them around the world built around Christianity and the beliefs of Christianity as they understand them. Then you have the group of um, Mormons who also are Christians based on the Latter-day Saints idea movement. Same thing, amazing and loving communities that truly save people's lives every day. And there's millions of them. And so in both of these communities, you have you have spiritually healthy communal activities and desires. And, and in fact, they are working together through that resonance in unity. And yet, for some reason, why is it that they cannot find and share that same resonance and that same acceptance and that same unity with one another? And then, of course, that extends out to people who are Jews, or Muslims, or Buddhists, Jains, you know, all across the planet there's different groups where people get together and in fact they accomplish the Golden Rule, they live by the Golden Rule within their own communities. How do we extend that beyond the individual tribes, if you will, or the individual allegiances to a higher ideal that I call the spiritual quest?
1: There has to be A willingness to discover, a curiosity to discover the commonality with the other group. I have to keep going back to that. You have to discover that you're not all that different. And if you don't take the time and the effort to discover your commonalities, and you always see yourself as being different, then you're doomed to always seeing yourself as being different until and unless something you change or something intervenes that changes you. And I believe that someday something will happen for all of us that will help us to understand that we are all one together. We're not so different after all. And there will be a balance between what we're thinking of as spirituality or enlightenment and all of this discord and disconnection. And there'll be some sort of an equilibrium that helps us to balance out and provide us with an opportunity in which way we really want to go.
0: Yeah, there's many books written by people who have this spiritual experience, enlightenment, their aha moment. Um, some have experienced it through artificially with drugs, But we're the the true recognition of one's place in reality, in biology, in the universe, that here we exist as part of this massive thing called reality. And yet from that space in the spiritual context, you know, we refer to that as enlightenment. When people, they they recognize that they're connected to everything. And no matter what they do, it's a part of who they are. How does that transition beyond the community? So we obviously, we want to fit in with our community. And if our community happens to have a strong Christian faith, and yet my neighbor is not a Christian, maybe they have practices that differ from our own, different religious celebrations that they do, whereby our community can tend to put up barriers of resistance. They may mock other communities. They may, um, in many cases, view some traditions as unhealthy for society. Mm -hmm. And without getting into specific details and trying to um, orchestrate solutions for the world, because that's way beyond our pay grade, within our own community, what can we do to extend a bridge or to extend a hand or to extend this ideal love beyond our own, beyond our own family and friends where we naturally are going to be comfortable and extend love. And, you know, when you're kind to someone who's kind to you, what great thing have you accomplished? And really it's about being able to find these connections across the aisles, across the religious connections, a lot uh, across the um, nationalistic or the racial um, divisions that just seem to be becoming more and more entrenched And really, the spiritual path is we want to see that change. And is there anything that we can be doing or not doing on a grander scale beyond ourselves to help initiate that?
1: Revoke the the license for (laughs) self-righteousness. Don't live there. Uh, You talked about doing something nice for somebody that does something nice to you. Do something nice to somebody that isn't nice to you. That'll really confuse them. Indeed. But what you're doing is you're showing them the way. You're not yelling it out. You're not shoving a book in their face to say you must believe this. Only I'm right. Uh, You'll show everybody by your actions, not by your words. And if you look forward thinking enough into the future... You want to devise a future that's sustainable, and that's why we have these civilizations that rise and fall. We have communities and countries that rise and fall because we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. We're not learning. So let's look at what we've done, how we did it, and do it. try something different. How about trying to be nice and uh, comforting and in service to one another, as I said, we're doing it for ourselves and each other not just a select group we are the select group I think there was a, some kind of a Hindu guru and somebody asked him well what do we do about the others and he said there are no others we are them
0: yes indeed and in the polarity of everything that is, there's the mirror image. And we're, we're all able to see the conflicts as they exist in others. We can see the biases as they exist in others. We can see the deficiencies as they exist in others. And whether it's others meaning others in our own group, or certainly we see it magnified when we look at the others as a separate community compact. When we're looking externally it's real easy to see biases in others and it's really hard to discover those areas of blockage within our own spiritual space and I think you know what we're trying to do with the spiritual quest is to make changes within our own spiritual space within our own actions to in fact as you say affect change and this gets into a lot of the social desires for many youth in the millennial age where they can sense that we need to unite that we need to take care of one another and when they see what they perceive as injustice and whether it's corporate injustice or political injustice or racial injustice um there it, it's felt within as a negative and there's a desire to want to reach out and to contrast that to fight
1: back and there's never go ahead and take the courage to do it it just it's a thought it's a choice it doesn't so the courage to fight back
0: is that in harmony because the term fight itself is one you know you can never have a war on anything and expect to win it because war is certainly not in harmony with spiritual
1: you can't have a war with just one side choose to do good yes
0: absolutely and with and that's an individual choice that each of us needs to make and and the the complexity rises when there's there's contrasts within our own community so when when you need to take sides with one or another maybe you're in a family and you have siblings and the siblings take different positions and they're trying to align you get you to align with one side or the other and these all are magnified out to literally be worldwide with nation against nation. And what we could call a fam- a brother nation, you know, um, or a brother state, and yet we look at the divides in America right now from one state, red state, to blue states, and it just seems as if um, the chaos is magnifying. And yet the opposite of that, the mirror image of that, is this unification that is happening With those in the spiritual communities that are recognizing the need for healing, the need for um, reaching a new level of awareness, a new level of commitment beyond political and social and kinetic things, but more from this spiritual space of love and connection with others and particularly with those who are not like
1: our community, or those who are potentially separate. Right, so you know what it feels like inside when you're gonna choose something, and you know that it feels good or it doesn't feel all that good, and you'll make a choice on which way to go. And sometimes the really good choice that feels the right thing to do might be contrary to the crowd. And this is where you have to exhibit courage. This is where you have to exhibit some faith that what you're doing is right. And I know there's people that say, you know, they're doing bad things and they think that's right. Well, if they're doing bad things, it's not right. And you should know that. So, and everybody will look at you because you didn't conform but by setting an example of good, righteous behavior—that's within the laws, we'll say, of nature and of goodness—you will be set an example that it's okay to act in a good way and not join in. And you'll be surprised that more and more people want to resonate with you; they want to do the good thing, but they don't, and they don't exhibit the courage to take that extra step that you have just done. And then before you know it, there's more people taking the same step that you showed the way on. And that is the spiritual quest.
0: That's how we reach others. You know, there's, my grandmother said, when you meet a stranger, you look in their eyes and you see their soul. And if you meet a stranger on the street and you look in their eyes and you flash them a big smile, their soul will look right back at you and usually It's reciprocated. Yeah. Thank you, Ray, for another um, opportunity to sit down and talk. Appreciate you coming out and donating your valuable time to our efforts here. And we invite you all to share our podcast. We're on Anchor FM, The Spiritual Quest, and
1: the-spiritual-quest.org. Big Mac. Dot speaks.life. Big Mac speaks.life. No,
0: big Mac speaks.life. So we're all part of a larger community, and we invite all of you to uh, to share your thoughts, and ideas, and comments. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon. I have a last comment. Take it away. We're all valuable. The wisdom from <laughs> above. <laughs> channeled right through Ray, <laughs> indeed, indeed.